How to stay fit when you really just want to throw a fit, right? How to stay fit when you just want to be like, screw it. I am so over being stuck in my house. This virus thing is cramping my style (laughs) and I'm done. Um, I feel you and I get it and I understand. And I have had so many people reach out to me and say, okay, Natalie, how are you doing it? Like you shared in your podcast that the first week of this whole like banana crazy virus time that you went into a dark place and you pulled yourself out and you've been able to stay healthy, fit and active. Like what are you doing? And so I want to share with you my top 10 tips, my top 10 tips. So if you got a pen and paper, go ahead and take out a notepad or maybe on your phone and write down these top 10 things that I have going to share with you because these are going to be super, super, super important. Um, not only going through this crazy virus time where you're just stuck at home, but this is just how I live my life. And I think that is really what I've done is I've, I've gotten up every day and I go to bed around the same time and I, I try to be as much as who I am. Um, just stuck at home who I am. And so that has helped me kind of grasp a little bit of normalcy because I've been able to kind of still stay in the same sleeping pattern, still get up, get dressed, go work out, even if it's at my garage. Um, you know, and then I eat lunch still around the same time. And instead of working my other businesses, I'm now a teacher to my kids. (laughs) So I've, you know, I just kept that normalcy going. So my top 10 tips, um, I'm going to start with number one, all the way through 10. And they're not in any numerical order of like importancy. They're just, these are the most important. Okay. All right. So number one is calories in counts the most. This is probably actually, I would say the number one thing that's going to make or break you when it comes to putting on some serious pounds during this time where you are more sitting around. Um, you may be getting up and walking a little bit, but you're nowhere near, maybe you're nowhere near to the degree that you were you know, moving before than you are now. Maybe some of you have actually never walked ever, and now you're actually walking more and you're moving more. For me personally, I'm moving a lot less. Um, my workouts are not as legit, like crushing. Um, usually when I go to the gym, I lift really heavy weight. I don't have really heavy weight to lift. So right now it's just resistance bands. I'm using a few dumbbells, you know, like a pull-up bar, things like that. So I know that my workout session is nowhere near to the degree that my workout sessions were at the gym. So my calories, I significantly reduced. So um, I normally eat, so let me just give you an example. I normally eat around 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day. Um, I've reduced it by 600 calories. So I'm eating now 600 calories less because I'm not burning as much. So you may need to decrease the calories that you're consuming because you're not moving that much and your body understands this. So what happens is if your body is used to like, okay, you know, Natalie feeds us 2000 calories a day because she's walking all the time and she's moving her body every day and she's, you know, lifting heavy weight. So yeah, she needs all these calories and we're going to, we're going to use all these calories, which is basically energy calories or energy. We're going to use all this energy for Natalie to build muscle and for her to live her life. Well, what happens is when all of a sudden you're like stuck at home and you're using resistance bands when your body is normally used to lifting heavy weight and your body is normally used to you like, you know, being more active, your body understands this and it goes, oh, okay. So 
the extra calories, like we don't need 2000 calories. Like we needed 2000 calories for what she was doing before, but we don't need 2000 calories for this. So we're going to go ahead and store that as body fat because maybe she'll need that later. So that's what happens. So your body says, we'll store it as body fat so that she can use it for later on. Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and decrease that and just give my body what I know it needs. So I decreased my calories by 600 calories a day. Um, and that is what has helped me not put on weight. Cause I will tell you, I started to put on some weight and I could just tell that my, my clothes are fitting differently just within a week. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not moving as much and I'm not lifting as heavy. So the next week I decreased my calories, 600 calories, totally back to normal. So that is so important. Um, if you don't know how much calories you consume, that's a problem because we're going to get into that. <laughs> so calories in is what counts the most because it is the truth. If you've heard this before, it is the truth. You can't outwork a bad diet. It is the absolute truth, 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 truth. 90% is nutrition. So if you're putting all these calories in, like if you're smacking on Oreos and Cheez-Its and all that, no amount of walking is going to burn all that off. Your body is smart and it goes, you know what? We don't need it. And that's why it stores it as body fat. So make sure that you're not eating as much as you normally do because you're not moving as much as you normally are. Number two, meal prep. I have a meal prep podcast, um, that I did a few months ago, I highly recommend it. I share my top three tips of why you should meal prep because it saves money, it saves time, and it saves your waistline. Meal prepping is life. I am telling you, I absolutely hate to cook. I hate cooking. Did I tell you that I hate cooking? I hate cooking. I love meal prepping. I take, you know, we have some meats, we have some veggies, and we grill it all up. We put it into containers and it's good to go. But I'm going to take you a step further of what I do, which keeps me on track. So we prep a bunch of burgers, a bunch of chicken, a bunch of salmon. We will prep up some, you know, broccoli or some sweet potato fries or whatever. We'll sort it all in containers. And then what I do is the night before or the morning of, I measure it out. So I measure out my cooked meat um, to make sure I'm getting my adequate amount of protein. Um, Protein is huge, which... Um, I'll get into that in just a second. Um, so you, I, you know, take my measurement of my protein and some of my vegetables or whatever, and I put it into a container and I put L lunch and then I prep all, you know, I take out some more of my protein and some more veggies or whatever, put it in a container and I put D for dinner. Here's what is so great about that. I get up, I don't have to think about it. Like, okay, I'm feeding the kids and I'm feeding this and I'm doing all this. I just pop my meal in the microwave and done. Like my meal is done and I don't have to like even think about it. It's just like my lunch is done. Dinner, done. And that keeps me on track and it also keeps me from snacking. Um, It is so important that you're, you know, not just rummaging around eating a bunch of snacks. So number one, calories in. Calories in counts the most. Number two, meal prep. Number three, tracking. Okay, I already know I can see all of your eyes right now rolling. Oh God, tracking. No, tracking is king. Yes, tracking is king. Um, it's one of the things I mentioned in our Living Fit From Within program of what was a game changer for my physique. Um, I literally told my coach I'm not tracking Jack. Like I hate tracking, no way. But once I discovered my fitness pal, which is where I love my fitness pal, if you're not familiar with it, it's a great app. It's free. And it has 
a, basically every food under the sun listed in there. So as soon as you pop in like an, a food item, it I'm sure it has it in there. Um, but tracking is king. One, it keeps you accountable. So it kept me accountable from not eating all my kids' snacks and a bite here and a bite there because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to track that. And I have no idea what that bite is, so forget it. Um, number two, why tracking is so important is you're actually understanding what's calories are going in. How do you not know if your calories are what you need or not if you're not tracking? So the reason why I was easily able to subtract 600 calories from my daily intake and carry out about my life is because I track. I tracked my 2000 calories before. So I easily knew how to reduce 600 calories. So tracking is king. Another reason why I love tracking is I can go back on my calendars and look and go, oh yeah, you know, these are the months where I looked like tighter when I was, you know, doing my bikini prep or whatever. Um, I can look at what I was kind of eating, you know, throughout the, the, the few weeks because I track. So tracking is king. Like I said, it keeps you accountable, but it also, it also helps you understand and make sure of the calories that are going in. So MyFitnessPal is a great app for that. So I'm going to rehash. Number one, calories in counts the most. Number two, meal prep. Number three, tracking. And I want to kind of tie in with tracking and meal prepping is protein, like I mentioned before. Protein is so important. So when it comes to meal prep and when it comes to tracking, your protein is super duper important. My rule of thumb is this, however much what you weigh, eat half of that in protein. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you know, eat half of that in protein. Um, if you weigh, you know, 200 pounds, eat half of that in protein, like 100 pounds of protein um, or 100 grams of protein, not 100 pounds, <laughs> 100 grams of protein. So it is, it is so, I'm not going to get into like the nit and gritty of why protein is important. Just get my program and I can share with you there. Um, but in our Living Fit From Within program, um, I share the importance of protein. Protein builds muscle protein gets you full. Um, it is, I call protein king. Protein is king to build muscle, reduce body fat and build you that lean muscle tissue. So protein is so important. So when it comes to tracking, not only the calories, but tracking that protein and making sure that you're getting an adequate amount of protein is super critically important. Number four, don't buy snacks that you love for your kids. Okay. Don't buy snacks that you love for your kids. For instance, I have this thing called if it's if it's poppable and you're unstoppable, then you're not buying it. So if it's poppable and you're unstoppable, like peanut M&Ms, Cheez-Its, Ritz crackers, Skittles, you name it. If it's poppable and you become unstoppable, you do not buy it. The reason why you don't buy it is because you need to choose the battlefield at the store or maybe on Instacart <laughs> at home when you're online and you're buying all these snacks. Do not buy food that is hard for you to not control yourself in eating. It is so important. So for instance, for myself, what I do, my kids, they love fig bars. I absolutely hate fig bars. I think fig bars are absolutely disgusting. So I have no problem buying them fig bars because I won't eat them. So I buy my kids snacks that are, you know, nutritious. They're not super sugary, um, but also foods that I'm not going to want to eat. So make sure that you save your waistline <laughs> and you don't buy snacks that you love. 
buy snacks you hate that your kids love but are not sugary, okay? All right, number five is move your body. Move your body. It is so important that you take this time to move your body in any way or fashion. You can go for a walk. You can do push-ups. You can do some lunges, walk lunges in your hallway at your house. You know, do some stairs. Just go up and down your stairs a few times. Um, Whatever you do, like move your body. It is so important. Just a quick 10 minutes of moving your body releases endorphins and that's your happiness, right? It releases those happy feelings that you need. And that's so important. So even sometimes when I absolutely don't even feel like working out, which some happens, you know, very rarely, but every once in a while, I'm like, I don't even want to work out. I know that I'll feel better if I just do just 10 minutes. And after I get my workout clothes on and I start working out, you always go longer than 10 minutes, right? So it's really important that you move your body. And just as much as it's important that you move, it's also important that you rest. It is really important. I think sleep is super underrated, um, but it is so critically important, at least eight hours of sleep at night. Um, If you don't get enough sleep, you actually start to put on some body fat in your belly. The reason why is because sleep and hormones are a big thing. So if you don't get the adequate amount of sleep, you're going to, it's going to show up in your body um, in so many different ways. I'm not going to get into the details of that because that's in our program as well. But It is really important that you move and that you get the adequate amount of sleep. Um, A couple things just to kind of share with you about moving. Um, I follow this gal. Her name is Sonata Grace, S-E-N-A-D-A, Grace. Um, She's a personal trainer, but she does on Instagram, and she's got a ton of at-home workouts. Um, So I follow some of her things, but to be honest with you, what I mostly follow is what I put inside our Living Fit from Within program. So Inside our Living Fit from Within program, I created a workout from home and a workout from the gym. And so I have a five-day split that I do for my body every day um, or every week. And I made it into my five-day split at the gym and then my five-day split of what I would do at home. And I've actually been following my at-home program um, for these last, you know, five weeks of being stuck inside my house. So Um, If you want a good workout and want that kind of five-day split um, and want nutrition advice and want me to dive, you want to hear more diving deeper into these things I'm mentioning right now, our course right now of Living Fit From Within is half off for the month of April in 2020. So right now, as I'm doing this podcast this month in April, our course is half off and you have lifetime access to that. So If you're looking for more information about nutrition, fitness, mindset, health, and all those things, and you also want a at-home program to follow, um, my program is available to you for half off. So there's that. There's my little plug for that. All right. Number six, that's really important, is getting away from the table. I mentioned this in my podcast um, recently, but I'm going to just kind of share it again. And that is when you eat at the table, leave like don't stay there and work. It is really important that you eat your food at your table and then you leave. You go into another environment. You go into another place to do work or to do whatever you need to do, but don't stay in the kitchen. Because what happens is, and I'm sure you've already discovered this about yourself, if you stay in the kitchen, you tend to keep going to the fridge and you're like, I'm not even hungry. Why am I going to the fridge? Why am I going and grabbing snacks? I'm not even hungry. Why am I going into the pantry? I'm not even hungry. It's because you never changed the environment. You stayed there 
with the environment to continue eating. So once you've eaten, leave the table. Number seven, baking. Stop the madness. Um, I'm going to just share, I'm just going to share, share a little bit on this. So I see so many people baking and it kind of like, I'm like, I, it gives me like a little bit of a twitch because I know how much you're going to regret that. Um, you're baking all these desserts. I mean, I've seen people bake cheesecakes and brownies and they're not Natalie healthy style. They're like straight up legit, like gut bombs <laughs> of baked goods and you're going to be really hating life in the next couple of months when you have to get into a swimsuit and you've been eating all your baked goods. So here's my rule of thumb. One, try baking healthier versions. So a lot of people think that they know how to bake healthy, but what I learned is that people actually don't. Um, the reason why I learned that is because I used to be like that until I actually legit learned what healthy actually is. Number two is I've coached hundreds of women that have gone through our program and they have shared with me what they thought was healthy, like Splenda or, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing, you know, when I made, when I made my, you know, cheesecake, I made it with this tapioca pudding. I'm like, tapioca is terrible. Tapioca taps into your body like sugar. So you basically just ate sugar. So there's so many things that people have said like, oh, I'm making it healthier. I'm like, but you're actually uh, not. (laughs) So in our program, once again, I actually have a food swap video, which I share with you how to actually what really is healthy and how to swap out ingredients to make baked goods healthier for you. Um, So in the meantime, if you don't know how to do that, stop baking. Um, Some people just, they're like, well, I love to bake and it's very therapeutic. And I I kind of understand that. (laughs) The thing is, if you are baking and you can't, get that stuff out of your house. Meaning, for instance, like around the holidays, I love baking because I actually love to give away baked goods. I love making healthier versions of brownies or cupcakes or whatever because I love to give it to people. The problem is right now, you can't give it to anybody but you and your family that's in the house. So if you are baking food that is very high sugar, very high fat, and you're not moving your body as much, you're going to pack on pounds like nobody's business because you're eating extra calories and extra bad calories and you have nowhere to release it. (laughs) So it's getting stored as body fat. So one, you can bake healthier versions if you absolutely know how to do that and you are in control. Meaning when you bake cookies, you can have just one. But if you are someone that bakes and you are out of control when you bake, like you eat the whole batch, stop baking. This is not the time to bake. (laughs) This is not the time to start baking because you're going to eat it. Now, if you can bake and be in control of yourself and not eat all the batch of cookies, then go for it. Bake away. But what I have found in coaching hundreds of women is they're out of control. So when they baked, when they bake cookies, when they bake brownies, they can't just eat one brownie. They can't just eat one cookie. They're, they get out of control. And so if you are in that category, don't bake and then put yourself in that temptation to eat the whole batch because you're just setting yourself up for failure. Okay. All right. Number eight, alcohol. 
Yep, I'm going there. So, so many people are drinking alcohol. I mean, it's kind of nuts. People are drinking like it's, and they're making funnies about it. You know, they're posting all their empty bottles and all these different things because they're going to alcohol to suppress their depression. (laughs) Here's the thing. Alcohol is like so crazy bad. It totally puts on body fat. And I'm going to share just a little bit of what I share inside our program just about alcohol, but I actually have a whole section dedicated to alcohol inside our program. I share with you how to swap out alcohol, which I'll share with you here as well, but I just kind of want to share with you why alcohol is so bad. So alcohol is seven calories per one gram, okay? So let me give you an example. So carbohydrates is four calories per one gram. Fats are nine calories for one gram, Alcohol is seven calories for one gram, but here's the thing. Your body absolutely has no idea how to break down alcohol. Did you know that? So your body actually takes alcohol like poison. It has no idea what it is. So what happens is it everything that you've eaten, say, say you've eaten um, some chips, some guac, and a nice old burrito, okay? And then you drink it down with some margarita. What happens is your body goes, okay, the burrito and the guac and the chips, we cannot digest you right now. We don't know what the flip this is, this alcohol thing. We don't know what this is. So he immediately goes to work on getting it out of your system. So what happens is it slows down your digestive system and it doesn't break down the food that you put in your body before the alcohol. So what is most likely to happen, and this is actually why you get very overweight with alcohol, it's not the alcohol, it's all the food with the alcohol. Because what happens is your body stores that food most likely as fat. Why? Because it put the digestion of the food on hold so it could immediately get the alcohol out of your system. Well, by the time it gets the alcohol out of the system, it doesn't have time to digest the food. It had already most likely has been stored as body fat. That is why I don't drink. (laughs) I don't drink at all. I I literally, I mean, I don't really like alcohol anyways, but I do not drink. Once I learned all about alcohol, I'm just sharing with you a taste of it. If you know the full detail, I mean, if you knew the full detail, I hope and pray that you would never want to drink alcohol again. So, Here's my tip for you. My tip for you is if you, one is if you absolutely love alcohol, like if you're a wine person, if you are a beer person, if you are an alcohol person, leave it to one day a week, like reward yourself, I guess, but have it just be one day a week. Like, okay, Saturday night is when I'm going to have my glass of wine. Do not do it every day and try not to have it be around where you've eaten a lot of food. Um, Because like I mentioned earlier, it'll be helped, you know, your food will be stored into body fat. So if you do eat, make sure it's a high protein meal, not something that is rich in salt or rich in sugar or rich in fat. Number two suggestion, this is what I do, is I love kombucha and kavitas. They're sparkling drinks that I love. Um, and I'll pour them into a Moscow mule or a wine glass. And it tricks your mind into thinking that you're having alcohol, but you're not. Um, there is a little bit of alcohol in kombuchas, not nearly as much as in wine or beer, but it is delicious. It's nutritious and it saves your waistline. So there's my little tip on alcohol. All right. 
Number nine, water. Oh my gosh, I cannot stress to you enough how water is so important. Um, a rule of thumb is drinking half your body weight in ounces or a gallon a day. I drink a gallon or more a day. Um, I have three bottles that I fill up with water every day. Three, um, I'm sorry, three to four 40 ounce water bottles that I fill up every day with a little bit of lemon juice in it and cayenne pepper. And I drink, I make sure that I drink all of the bottles every day. It is so important that you drink enough water. So a couple things I'm going to share with you about water. One is it keeps you full. So a lot of times, like before you go to eat, drink like a 80 ounce, like eight ounces of water and just see if you're still hungry because more than likely you were probably just thirsty. Number two is it flushes out toxins. So it's constantly helping you, meta- you know, metabolize your food, constantly being able to take out, you know, to- toxins and um, impurities. It is just, it's so good for you. And I go into actually in our program, I, I do go into more detail about water, but just to spare you like all the science about it, water, just trust me on this, drink enough water. It's so important. And number 10, stay away from sugar. Sugar is cocaine. True story. (laughs) Sugar is cocaine. Um, I'm going to share just a little bit about sugar. Like I mentioned earlier and all my other little tips here, I do go into more detail in our program. I have a whole section dedicated to absolutely learning why sugar is so terrible for you. Um, we know this. It's crazy. We all know that sugar is bad, um, but we continue to eat it. But it is, it is so bad. Um, one is sugar is empty calories. And what I mean by that is your body is, it's like it, you eat it and you don't get full. That's why um, you can eat a ton of French fries from McDonald's because they use sugar on their fries and you just rip right through them. And you're like, you could eat a whole thing of French fries and not feel crazy full. Why? Because it's empty calories. The problem is it's full of calories, and that is the biggest problem. Sugar is full of calories. It's full of calories that love to be stored as body fat, and it's empty, meaning you can eat a whole lot of it because it's not filling. So that is why a lot of people can drink, you know, they'll drink soda and they can drink a big old gulp, you know, from the gas station. And have it be, you know, 100 grams of sugar in that soda, which is crazy amount of calories, but it's empty, empty calories, meaning they don't feel crazy full. In fact, they're going to go have a Big Mac, which is, you know, 1,000 calories. So the problem is, is that it's empty calories, but it makes you, it's full of calories, but it's empty, making you not feel full. Number two is it's stored as visceral fat, which means it's that tough fat, that tough fat to get rid of, like belly fat that you hate, that is around your hips, your thighs, and your tummy that you absolutely hate, like the beer gut, you know, bellies. That's a lot of sugar. It's the sugar that you're eating. It's, it is, it doesn't, your body eats, when you eat sugar and you eat a whole lot of it, because like I said earlier, it is empty calories, but it's full of calories your body stores it as body fat because it's in excess. So your body's smart. It goes, we know how much calories, calories are energy. We know how much calories, energy we need for you to live and thrive, build muscle, burn fat. What happens is when you eat sugar and you, it's very easy to overeat sugar, very easy because you really only need about a teaspoon a day, not need, but should have about a teaspoon a day. People are having cups full. So the problem is you're eating cups full of sugar. Your body 
has no, no idea what to do with it, no use for it whatsoever, so it stores it immediately as body fat. And it's the tough fat to get rid of. It's the hard visceral fat to get rid of. Another reason why sugar you should stay away from is it's cocaine, like I mentioned. And the reason why I say it's cocaine is because it is highly addictive. The reason why you can't, the reason why, when I have people in our program, I give them a challenge to go for 21 days without it. People go through withdrawals, the shakes, the sweats. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. People have shared with me like, okay, Natalie, I was up, I did your challenge. I did the 21 day no sugar challenge. And it was rough. The first three days, I thought I was going to flip and pull my hair out. I'm like, that's because you were addicted. Like your body, you have put your body addicted to sugar and you kept going back for the hit, the dopamine hit every time. And so now when you, when you strip your body of sugar and you get back and you start eating healthy, it's, it's crazy. Your taste buds change, which people in my program, they're all like, think I'm nuts. And then they do our program and they're like, holy cow, my taste buds have totally changed. I'm like totally loving and craving, you know, your, your healthy pancakes and, you know, it's just, it's nuts. And it is, it is absolutely nuts. Um, when you change the way you eat and you change the way you think, you change the way you live because all of a sudden what you used to go to for the dopamine hit, which was sugar, you're now getting that from exercising, which you're getting those endorphins. And so sugar is a drug. It really is. And if you are addicted to sugar and how you can tell that you're addicted to sugar is if you're eating it every day. <laughs> if you're eating sugar every day, if you're going for the soda, the chips, the candy, the cookies, the cakes, the baked goods, you know, you you are absolutely addicted to sugar and your body is going to it every single time and it's empty calories but it's making you fat. It's making you fat. And it's making you lethargic because what it does is it shoots you straight up and then it shoots you straight down. Have you ever had your, you've seen your kids where they're like, you know, they get all the candy at Halloween and they're like, wow, they're wiry and they're running around. And then all of a sudden they just whoosh, crash. That's the sugar rush. The sugar rush hits you really hard and then it takes you downtown. So that's what happens with sugar. Now, when you eat healthy and you don't have sugar, your blood sugar stays about the same level and you're pretty active and like, you don't have these swings of like being super high and super low. You're just kind of even kill all day. I can't tell you how much that feeling is amazing. Like I cannot even tell you how amazing I feel every day. I wake up like at the same time. I feel amazing. I have so much energy. I am like totally out and tired at 10 o'clock at night. It is like clockwork, you know? And it's because I don't give myself the hits. I don't give myself the, the stupid sugars and all these different things. I, I take care of the body that I have. And so that is your responsibility. Your responsibility is to take care of you to the best you, you know how. And our kids are watching us. Our family is watching us. People around us are watching us. Are we inspiring the world? Are we in, are, is our, is our life inspiring? Are we taking care of us the best way we know how? Are we feeding ourselves with food that's going to make us thrive or it's going to make us die? Every single time that you pick up that fork, you're either committing suicide or you're bringing life to yourself. Think about that. Every time you pick up that fork, you're either breathing life into yourself or you're committing suicide. You're saying, I don't really care about myself. Every time that you go for the bad junk food, every time that you go for the sugary food, every time that you go for the alcohol that you're eating, drinking in excess, every time that you don't move your body and you just sit around and eat chips, you're saying, I don't give a crap about myself. 
That's what you're actually saying. But when you get up and you take care of yourself, you exercise, you move your body, you feed yourself healthy, you're saying, I'm a priority, I have worth, I have value, and I'm gonna take care of myself, and no virus can take that from me. No virus can take that from me because I'm responsible for how I respond to every circumstance in my life, even stuck at home. So I'm gonna take this time that I've been given and I'm gonna treat myself with kindness. I'm gonna feed myself well. I'm gonna learn how to meal prep from Natalie's podcast. Maybe even get Natalie's program and learn truly how to make myself be the best version of living fit from within. Because I want to be around for a long time and I want to be the best version of me for a long time. So those are my top 10 tips. I hope it helps you. For more detail, for more information, if you love these top 10 tips that I give, you're going to love our program (laughs) because I really dive heavy and I am a no BS kind of person, as you can tell. I just give it to you straight and I do that inside this program Inside our Living Fit From Within program, it's 10 to 12 plus hours of video content of me sharing with you just like I did today, but even in more detail about mindset and changing the way you think. And then I go into nutrition. I teach you how to shop, how to actually go to the grocery store and shop. Um, I also teach you what you can now do on Instacart, which is great. Um, I teach you, you know, how to swap out foods when you are able to finally go out to eat, you know, what is, what does that actually look like? How do you actually order out and stay healthy, you know, and not have the excess oils and fats that you don't need. And then exercise. How do you work out at the gym? How do you work out at home? Why don't I have to do so much cardio? Is that awesome? Is that good? Is that bad? You know, what's the verdict of cardio? What's the verdict of weight training? You know, how does it all work? All of these things I've put into this six week course. You have a lifetime access to it. You right now, like I said, you get it for half off. So for the month of April, you get it for half off and you have a lifetime access to it. So even if you don't have time to listen to all the content right now because you're super busy being a teacher, a chef, and all these other things, you have lifetime access to it. So you can start watching the videos at your convenience in the time that you have and really start to digest what I say and put it into practice. And that's really what it's about is, you know, it's not a fad diet. It's not this, you know, six-week challenge. It's really about you becoming the best version of you for life. This is the way I live for life. I have not been on a fad diet. I have not been yo-yoing in my weight. I'm wearing the same size I am today that I was two years ago when I took control of my life and I took control of my health once and for all. And I stopped dieting and I stopped those stupid bad diets and I stopped the stupid cardio machines. And I began to just really take control and authority over my own life and over my own health to be the best version of me for me, for my family, and for everybody else around me. Because ultimately, that's on me. And ultimately, that's on you. So take this time for you to become the best version of you.